Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to episode 52 of the Atlanta Sports Podcast. My name is Dan Kurtz, and I'm joined as always by the man, the myth, and always a legend, Aaron Riley. Uh, Aaron, how are we doing, sir? Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm raring to go. Raring to go. Raring to go. Fresh off of a well-rested Sunday, Aaron got to take off, uh, as did myself, since Aaron's team played Thursday night against the Bucks, and my team, uh, I think, just disappeared after getting smoked in London. So who knows if they'll be back on Sunday to play the Patriots. Hopefully they are. We'll see. Uh, apologies off the top here, folks, for missing last week. Um, I myself was on a work trip. Aaron had a bunch of things going on last week. So, unfortunately, we couldn't get to you last week. But, hey, you know, we've said it many times. This, this podcast uh, has taken more hiatuses than not. Um, but <laughs> we eventually come back to the people, come back to the, the folks with our brutally honest takes. Uh, we are back again this week to do so. Um, not going to spend a whole ton of time on probably last week's NFL Definitely going to get into this week's previews. Definitely going to talk about baseball, basketball, maybe some hockey at the end for a, a Dan's Hockey Minute. Maybe Aaron will get some Philly Flyers chat in since I beat the Bruins last night, which was a great game. Uh, but yeah, Aaron, where do we want to? Where do you want to go first? Yeah, no, just uh, just to touch on that, you know, p- apology uh, for for the fan, the fanatics, for the fans, everybody that tunes in. Our fanatics. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, just just getting back into it, and uh, you know, uh, we we could touch on you know just maybe one or two games last week. I, I would just say, uh, maybe maybe go just Ravens Chargers real quick. I, I saw okay. most of this game. Um, it's just crazy how good the Ravens are, at least right now. I mean, we're we're going into week seven. You know, a lot can can change, but uh, that team is just red hot, and and they beat the absolute like living piss out of the chargers. So it's just, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's not great when your leading rusher is, is Justin Herbert at two carries for 12 yards, <laughs> um, especially against the Ravens defense, who is uh, going to be flying around all day. I mean, they have Devontae Freeman, Le'Veon Bell and whoever else they're signing off the street back there, toting the rock. Devontae Freeman had a touchdown. So did Le'Veon Bell. Uh, I mean, if you look at Herbert's numbers at face value, 22 for 39, 195, not a great YPA. Uh, yards per attempt but uh, six points on the board I mean it, you know I wouldn't say it's, it's panic time for the Chargers you could maybe just chalk this one up to throwing in a clunker here and there in a, in, a, in a season long a 17 game season I think every team's entitled to one or two of these um, but but in your opinion did this I, I mean I, I'd call it a blowout did, did Baltimore's blowout win you know say more about the Ravens or more about the Chargers I think um, you know you definitely make a good point. I, I obviously I think if the Chargers were operating like at their very best, it would have been a, a close game. And I, I thought coming in the Ravens would win the game, but to say it would be such a widespread, um, you know, dominant uh, performance, you know, I, I didn't expect that. I, I think you chalk it up to uh, the Ravens just looked extremely ready to play. I mean, they were every single you know time the the Chargers dropped back with Herbert it was like the whole house was coming for him yeah um they were getting pressure on him all day the Chargers really couldn't stop the Ravens on defense um it was just the all around like I, I think it does speak to the volumes of how good the Ravens can be when they're uh when they're at their their you know best in it but now uh they did lose an offensive lineman um the research department is uh Deadly. 
there you go. They uh they were failing me a little bit, but uh, I only already. got the last name. I can't get the first name. <laughs> <laughs> They're part time here. They're part time, but um yeah no I I mean you look at Lamar's stat line at nineteen for twenty seven a touchdown and two picks which yeah it's kind of crazy like he, he I was watching a game he threw one of the interceptions like in the middle of the field right to uh, a charger I you know once again you know failing to to pick up the name on that one but um yeah it, it it was like almost like the ravens on offense weren't at their best and they still absolutely they beat the the brakes off the chargers so yeah i think the the ravens have a have a real shot at making some damage this year or doing some damage this year i should say um especially if the chiefs are, are not what they've been in years past which it's at the moment looking like that um you know but uh yeah the ravens are are a pretty damn good football team and um I think the Browns will probably phase out and I don't think the Bengals have enough. So it's really the Bengals division or the, uh, the Ravens division to lose at this point. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think coming into the year, um, a lot of, a lot of people spe- specifically ESPN, Jeremy Fowler, I never forget this. He was like, our team is starting to figure out Lamar Jackson. I don't know. They're mm-hmm. figuring out how to stop him. Um, Arguably up for worst take of the year. Uh, I mean, that that might have just been, you know, it's it's a classic ESPN Max Kellerman's famous for just getting the people going. Um, so yeah. I mean, he got the people going. He got me going, to say the least. Um, coming into the season, you look at the Browns. Obviously, their deep run last year. Uh, you look at the Steelers and Big Ben. You can never count them out. Joe Burrow coming in, into his second year. I think a lot of people, just from the sake of a storyline coming throughout the rest of their division. We're probably a little bit down on on the Ravens, but uh, they've answered the critics and then some. Uh, obviously, Baker and his torn labrum, which we'll get to in a little bit when we start to preview week seven, um, has them probably fallen down most people's list in the AFC. Um, everyone had the Chargers up there. Um, I think they were taken down a peg because of this loss. I don't think they'll go away, but I do think they might have to reevaluate some things with Brandon Staley and Herbert there. Um, but yeah, this is certainly their division to lose. They sit at five and one. Uh, which is pretty impressive. And, uh, you know, looking at the rest of their schedule, they play the Bengals this week, which I think should be a decent game. Um, then they play the Vikings, which should be a win. Dolphins should be a win. Bears should be another win. So they can really run the table here. If Even if they go like three and one or two and two, they're still sitting at seven wins, you know, seven and two, seven and three, or even eight and two um, after 10 weeks, which is obviously very impressive and would certainly put them in the driver's seat to, uh, you know, hopefully get that. I mean, not hopefully, I guess maybe get that one seed in the AFC. Obviously it's a little weird with seven teams now um, in the playoffs. So everyone's gunning for that one seed. But um, as you said, with the chiefs kind of faltering a little bit, the Titans faltering a little bit, um, the bills just lost. So, I mean, it's, it seems as if the Ravens are now kind of primed to take control and take the reins of the AFC. If they can just really you know, beat mediocre teams. So they don't have to go out and beat the Bills, Chiefs, Titans week after week. They really are, are playing a mediocre schedule at least the next month here. So um, throughout October and into November, it uh, could be getting pretty bloody for uh, these Ravens opponents. Yeah, exactly that. I think they started out the year playing some of the tougher opponents. Obviously, they played Oakland uh, week one or two um, when Oakland was, was firing on all or, or Las Vegas. I, I still can't get used to that. But I still, I still think the Chargers in San Diego. So <laughs> I do the same thing. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I don't know. Uh, my roommate's a Ravens fan, so I kind of never hear the end of it right now. And it's, it's painful as my team. I, I have nothing to brag about at all. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'm, I got no hatred towards the Ravens or, or Lamar or anything. It's just, um, can he, can he get it done in the playoffs? That's always the question mark with, with Lamar Jackson. And, and obviously he's going to, you know, bearing some, uh, season ending injury, he's probably going to be right in the mix of it again. It's just, is this the year they make that, that jump? And, and early on, I was thinking, you know, this defense is a lot more flawed than it's been in the past, but, um, somehow they always find a way to lock it down and, uh, you know, it's looking extremely sharp. They, the Chargers really could not do much of anything this past week on offense, and and I think a lot of Herbert, but he just he was kind of all over the place, and and there were a good many drop balls too. I'll, I'll give him that, yeah. but uh, yeah, that's 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 just some Ravens uh, talk, really, is what. That's just some Ravens about. banter this week. Got to give them their credit. We're gonna get to the Cardinals in a little bit. Obviously, they're still undefeated. I don't think we really talked about them that much. Um, they've played some good teams. They obviously took down the Browns this past week. They've taken out the Rams, so. 
they're nothing to sneeze at, as as the kids say. So we'll get to them in a, in a little bit. But um, another game that caught my eye from week six. I, anytime Geno Smith plays plays football, I, I think I have to give him his due, just because it's just absolutely mind boggling that Geno Smith is back in our lives in the year of 2021. But um, they lose a heartbreaker to the Steelers. Big Ben somehow finds a way to squeak out a win, uh, trading field goals in the fourth quarter and then overtime. Um, Big Ben leads his team for Boswell to kick the go-ahead field goal. I think about a minute 30 left. And then Geno Smith leads his squad um, for Jason Myers to hit a field goal as time expires to take the game into OT. Uh, and then the Steelers obviously come out victorious there. So I never thought I'd see the day when Big Ben would win another game this season. So, uh, you know, it took a backup quarterback, probably like a third string or fourth string at this point to, uh, to do it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, any Seahawks loss helps the Jets in terms of draft capital. Um, if the drafts were held tomorrow, uh, the Jets would have two top 10 picks, which is phenomenal. I think the Eagles actually would would as well. I mean, they, so you guys have what, Dolphins and Colts, their picks yeah, this year? exactly. So maybe it's three top 15 picks, which would be nuts. Um, yeah, anyway. uh, you know, early to say, but, but definitely uh, trending in that direction at the moment. Carson Wentz can continue to be Carson Wentz. Who knows? Um, but yeah, Geno Smith, uh, you know, Russell Wilson, I think is out for, he went on IR. So I think he's out for at least three weeks there. Maybe, maybe his long-term IR, which would be six weeks. So uh, Geno Smith better get pretty comfortable. Uh, but I think, you know, playing with DK, playing with uh, Tyler Lockett, you're going to get comfortable anyway. They don't really have much tight end production. They don't really have much in the running game. I mean, Najee Harris, had 24 carries for the Steelers, so they didn't really have much of a running game either. But uh, this game was like the Sunday night game for some reason. So, uh, you know, I was thinking maybe like Cowboys, Patriots, or like even Cardinals, Browns probably could have got flexed, um, especially as soon as Russell Wilson went down. But either way, always good to see Geno Smith out there. Not playing bad, uh, not playing great, um, but yeah, just always entertaining. And uh, I just love the fact that he's back in our lives uh, this season. Yeah, I mean, against a, a Steelers defense, it's it's kind of middle of the pack if you look at it. Um, you know, last year it was pretty good. It, it's probably not as good this year so far um, for a multitude of reasons. Uh, but as far as, like, Geno Smith, I mean, he, he kind of did what he – you know, he gave you a, a, a chance to win the game. That's all you can really ask for, I would say, from a backup standpoint. And, uh, yeah, I mean, kind of scary incident in, in that game when the – what the guy on the Seahawks went down and, and they got carted off. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm drawing blanks on names since it was like last week and you know, we're a little rusty. <laughs> like a on. lifetime ago. That's how long yeah, ago but, it was. Exactly. But uh, yeah, it, it, it was a close game. You know, that's what you want at least in, in a primetime game. And right. I mean, looking at the Seahawks two and four, and then you, you're, you know, Geno Smith is your, your quarterback. It's a little, it's, it, the season's starting to dwindle already. Like, you know, if they don't get on track in that, especially with the Cardinals in that division, it's, I, I just, I feel like the Seahawks is just, you lose Russell Wilson, you lose pretty much 50 to 60% of, of the production that gets you victories on right. that team. So it's, it's extremely tough. And, and obviously the Steelers now back to 500, Any, anything can happen, but um, you know, a team with flaws like all over the place as well. So. Yeah. I mean, they, uh, they play the saints this, this week. Um, on Monday, Monday Night Football, which is going to be an absolutely terrible game. Um, <laughs> thank God the Manning cast is back. Peyton and Eli will be shooting the shit with us on ESPN, too, thankfully. Um, somehow the Saints are favored by four and a half. I mean, they are coming off a of bye week. So uh, I, th- I think I read a stat where Sean Payton has a pretty good record coming off the bye. I mean, it's a completely different team that he's had the past, you know, 10 years. So uh, I would almost favor uh, – favor the Seahawks here. I mean, the Seahawks are at home as well. Going to be a little bit colder. Dome team coming on the road, Monday Night Football, raucous environment. I don't know. I mean, it, you do have the Geno Smith factor, but I think it's going to be, you know, their favorite by Saints favorite at four and a half. I think that's a little bit ridiculous, but either way, uh, should be should be a good game. Um, yeah, any, any other games from week six to touch on, Aaron? No, I mean, I don't – it was like a – a lifetime and a half ago that the, the Eagles and Bucks played. Um, <laughs> just, you know, I, I'll get into it real quick. I mean, it, here we go. It was, one of those, it was one of those games where it's like Tampa Bay, they kind of could do whatever they wanted to. I think 
to start the game. They just wanted to pound the rock and, and see how that goes. And then obviously they, they put Brady back there to throw those, you know, little slants and, and whatnot. But um, the Eagles really couldn't figure it out all night long. Once again, um, they, they try to run the ball in the fourth, you know, they, they start running the ball in the fourth quarter. Uh, Miles Sanders got one touch in the first half and then he gets eight touches in the, in the fourth quarter. Uh, and goes what, for what is the pro like what what is going through his head like what does he say after games like what like I'm talking about Sirianni like what is going through his mind he he still is like on this mindset of like we do what we think we put our position players in the best way to make plays like what I'm trying to say is basically he, he like it's almost like an analytic standpoint where it's like if we run that play against that like scheme of defense right. this is the chance of success like that's what he basically articulates after games and it's like dude to set up the pass like I don't care if you get one or two yards here and there on the run like to set up the anybody that's ever watched more than three games of football can tell you if you run the ball it sets up the pass or the deep pass or the you know you're at least right. keeping them guessing so right when, when you're running an RPO, which is really a P, it's not even an RPO. It's just a <laughs> uh, like everybody sees that coming, man. Like every from a mile away, when you, I mean, you don't even put Jalen Hurts on their center, which I don't know. Everybody talks about is that like a flaw to Jalen Hurts game? Can he not do the this you know the five step drop or whatever, um, whatever it is? But um, I mean, they haven't been shotgun every single play, so it's like, oh really? I, yeah, I've never seen him under center. You can't be under center. Where's this fucking college? I, <laughs> you think we got Chip Kelly back? I mean, with the way this this <laughs> seven <going>. second offense. <laughs> um, I swear to God, like I'm not trying to speculate, like you know, big time. But sometimes in these games, it's almost like I know these defenses will kind of start playing prevent defense and everything, like when they have right. a, a big lead. But it's almost like the NFL wants these games to be close or something, like to that extent. <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching the Buccaneers. Like they go up. They go up twenty-eight to uh, like seven or twenty-eight right. to to fourteen, and then all of a sudden, like the Eagles are just coming back, like making all these plays that they haven't made all game. I'm thinking, like, what the hell's going on? Like, it's, it's like, like basketball. I don't. Yeah, man. It's like if I'm the Buccaneers, like I would slam that door shut just so you don't even have to think or worry or anything but they've been doing that this year a little bit though like you think of the Patriots game on Sunday night they had every opportunity to slam the door like the the Cowboys game that first night they had every opportunity just making dumb mistakes like I don't know it, it's not really the defense the defense is playing well their defenses I just think the offense gets comfortable early in the game and then just like kind of makes stupid mistakes after that and then you know teams like the Eagles who are, are aren't like great but they're good they're still good enough to compete and good enough to take advantage of those mistakes, you know? Yeah. It's, it's kind of bizarre for sure. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know. They made it a game, which when it, when it was 22 or it was 28, 22, I was like, Holy yep. shit. If we would win this game, I'd be so hyped just because of obviously the comeback, but against Brady, I, I want to win every single time. And then some, Oh yeah. Uh, but you know, obviously just didn't happen. They, they called, I think it was, uh, Gerald Avery, I think it was who it was. They called him for a uh, man. I'm drunk. I'm 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 beyond rusty. Um, basically, it's uh, been a week. Like uh, when you get in someone's face and like call them, yeah, that type of thing. Um, uh, which was absolute like horse shit beyond belief because all he did was like bat, put his helmet into another person's helmet and didn't make any other physical contact at all. And they immediately threw the flag, which was 15 yards. Huh. And that took, uh, that took the game right away from him. Um, right. I think it was a second down play, but then the Buccaneers get another 15 yards. Then they move the ball. No problem. So um, just when you thought we had a chance that that was just a, I don't know. I have a, I have a real problem with that, that taunting call. And I think they're, they're calling it a lot for like next to nothing. I mean, it's a, it's a physical sport. Like people are going to get irritated and right. So taunting and uh, taunting and roughing the passer are, are yeah. two of the worst rules in all, not even just football, all of sports. And sometimes like I get a little annoyed with pass interference as well. It's like, if the guy sniffs on him, they're going to call a defender for like 15 yards or a spot right. foul, whatever the case may be. I, yeah, the ball's not even near anybody, and they call it they call it pass interference. Like he wasn't gonna 100%. catch it. Anyway. 
A hundred percent. I mean, it's like, it's same thing with baseball when you got umpires missing like 21 balls, you know, balls and strike calls. Like, what are we doing? Like, this is professional sports. In the MLB's case, it's the ALCS. Like, we're, we're having a guy missing 20 plus balls and strike calls. Like, it's it's getting pretty ridiculous. And I'm not advocating for robo refs because I kind of love, like, just talking about it. Like, having having something to complain about is, like, why we love sports, <laughs> to be honest. But uh, <laughs> it's just – it's frustrating when it obviously goes against your team, which it obviously went against the Eagles, you know, last week. Yeah, it was just that, that was a huge play in the game. And and I don't know, it, it like I said, I mean, it, if it was justified, I, you know, obviously call the penalty. You know, I'm not I'm not saying like just don't call penalties on my team. Like I'm not one of those people, but it's it's just like, I don't know. It was absolute just it was just horrible. And I, I think they'll do away with as many taunting calls as they're, they're you know, calling people for this year. I think that'll slow down. Right. At least I would hope so, because I've seen like plenty of examples of it where it's like, you know, what in the world's going on? Uh, and it's just it's ridiculous. It takes it takes away from the game. And like you said, I think roughing the passer has gotten ridiculous now because somebody will be running full speed like the quarterback will be mid like wind up on his throw, per se. Right. And, uh, you know, the defender has to like fall to the side or like get out of the way and like not even brush into him because they'll call. It's just like it's almost like you know, touching the punter, like basically running into the kicker. It's like, yeah. it's getting to that point. And I don't know, I, I get trying to protect these guys to a certain extent, but um, it is football. We're not talking about like, you know, tennis here. Like this is a, a, a physical sport where people have pads on. So I don't know. At some point it's, it, it, they're going to, it's just going to make more and more people irritated, I think, because it's people that watch football want to see, you know, some physicality and, right. and taking that out of the game. It's a contact sport, folks. Let's keep it a contact sport. Um, all right. Great week six breakdown, Aaron. Uh, I think next week when we get into the earlier Monday or Tuesday show, we'll definitely have a, a better breakdown than week seven. But, you know, schedules aligned, and this is kind of the only time we could we could do this show this week. So we'll definitely get into week seven now, though. A um, couple games, Aaron, that are, that are catching, your mind, catching your eye. Um, I take a look at – Jets, Pats, obviously we got Eagles, Raiders. Uh, I take a look at Chiefs, Titans. I think it's going to be a really good one. Obviously, the Titans coming off a big Monday Night Football win against the Bills. They, they are the most confusing team to me. They can lose, you know, a close game to the Jets and come back and, and then beat a team like the Bills, who is, you know, the Bills are obviously, you know, they're probably top two, top three right now at the minimum, the top three in the NFL right now. So for the Titans, I feel like, Rabel always does a good job of getting that team up for primetime games, but they're always going to lose a clunker here and there, which probably frustrates the hell out of Titans fans considering they have a good team on paper. It's, and, you know, obviously they can go out and beat a team like the Bills where they just show it. It's just frustrating that it probably doesn't happen week in and week out. So you really never know what you're going to get from the, from the Titans. And the same thing with the Chiefs this year. You really never know what you're going to get from the Chiefs this year. Um, in the first half, Mahomes was actually dog shit against the the football team last week and then come, comes out in the second half and throws like three touchdowns and like 200 yards. So um, t- told me to score 31 points. Um, so you really never know what you're going to get with these two teams, especially this season. But um, Titans are at home. They're coming off a big win. Uh, the Chiefs are coming off of an opponent that wasn't that great, but still a convincing win. So um, Chiefs are favored by four. And I'd almost lean Titans here, to be honest. I think the Chiefs' yeah. defense is absolute garbage. I think Derrick Henry is going to run run train on this defense. And then, um, obviously, Julio and A.J. Brown are back. I, I guess A.J. Brown was going through some food poisoning last week. I read, I read that, and then he still continued to, to play and play pretty effectively. So, it seems like their skill position players are firing all cylinders. Um, it's just a matter of continuing that momentum and putting it together, you know, for a second straight week. Yeah, I'm, I'm – I'm on board with that, with that. I think uh, the Titans have no, no issue at all, you know, taking care of the chiefs and uh, you know, defensively, like you said, I mean, the chiefs are just flawed all over the place. You can throw it over their, their head. You can run the ball all over their defense. Like it's just, it's kind of like, it reminds you of, of when Andy Reid was in Philly where like the defense started to falter and it just got worse and worse. And, and they just kept, you know, trying to uh, like put more pieces on the offense or, focus on the offense when you got a defense that's getting absolutely shredded like left and right. So 
Um, yeah, with that being said, I mean, I, I think, you know, this is where the Titans probably turn the corner. Um, you know, obviously you touched on the fact that they lost to the Jets earlier this year. Um, they lost to, I mean, looking here, they, they lost to the Bear, or no, I'm sorry. Yawks, maybe? E, yeah, I'm pulling it up. Research. Sorry, Research no. here. They're screwing us over. Oh man, it's just it's brutal. Somebody's somebody's getting the can after this game. After this, Someone's uh, getting the axe. Um, but yeah, yeah, they lost. They they beat the Seahawks. Oh, they lost. Okay, so opening week, yeah, they got absolutely destroyed by the Cardinals. But yeah, that's when Chandler Jones had five sacks on Taylor Warren. <laughs> yeah, right. So um, I I I think like I I was saying the the Titans are a better team than than how they started out. I think obviously. You know, good, good for you. Good for the Jets that they they pulled that game out. Um, Hell yeah! I think uh, I think the Titans after the Chiefs they play the Colts. They pro- that might be a, a very very close game. I just think um, you know, Wentz is starting to play better. The Colts are kind of in like dire need of just winning games. So I think they're playing desperate. But then the Titans go play the Rams. So it doesn't yep. doesn't really get much easier until they they you know get through that game. <laughs> And then it, it starts to it starts to open up a little bit for him, but that's a brutal I think the Titans, schedule. Bills, Chiefs, and Rams back to back to back. Yeah, and say what you want about the Chiefs. I mean, they're still gonna they're still gonna play you hard. Like you know, yeah, even in, they're put up points. Exactly. So, um, no, I, I do think the Titans are a really good football team. I, I'm a big Mike Vrabel fan. I, I like um, just ever since he he took over that team, it's been a whole different identity. It's been. Um, I just, I, I don't know. I have a little soft spot for the Titans for whatever reason. I, I just, I'm tired of like, obviously the new, the, the, the Buccaneers, I'm tired of them. Chiefs are getting a little bit like, you know, they, they've dominated here a little bit. Like Aaron, Aaron does not like dynasties. If that's no, the, I just one thing that's been clear throughout the, the entirety of this podcast, Aaron hates dynasties. I just, well, I like for, if my team's not going to be in it, I want, I want for I, like hell, if the jets were good, I'd be like, all right, that's cool, man. Like, it's like the Packers better, are in it. Every better be year. saying that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like the Packers, they're in it every year. It's like like just yeah. throw some new 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 teams in there, and I'm all like the Cardinals. That's kind of cool because yes. they were dog shit for so long. So even last year they sucked. Yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, I'm all for like if my team's not in it. Just give me a new team to 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 at least look at and, and you know have the underdog feel to it. So. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with the Titans, but, um, getting those receivers back is huge. And then you have that absolute train of, of a, of a running back and, and Derrick Henry. So it's like, you know, they, they should, they should get things together. It's just their defense is a little, little suspect as well. So we'll see if, uh, that that continues to trend that way or, or gets better as the season goes. I love it. Um, give us another game here, Aaron, a preview, and then we'll get into some, some Jets and Eagles talk. Yeah, I got you know real, real close one. I think is Lions Rams. You know, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that <laughs> was uh, Giants losing thirty-eight to eleven at home last week. My God, uh, and really it was like thirty-eight to three because I mean I think they scored in like garbage right. time. I mean that that franchise is just in a world of trouble right now. It's it's I I coming into the season like I knew their their defense down the stretch last year was like pretty good. So I was like, all right, yeah. maybe. Maybe they get it together. I mean, they have a lot of receivers there. They have – I mean, I don't think Daniel Jones, if you put him in the right system, I think he's he's not horrible. Like, I'd, I'd call me crazy. I might take him over Darnold. I just – I see a little – I would more. too. I wouldn't have said that last year, but I, I'll say it this year. <laughs> yeah. I think we might be like the 2% of the entire country. He just does, he's never had an offensive line. No, and, I, and I, can, I see him make plays. Like, even when their team's terrible, like, he's – He's making plays like he makes plays like almost every week. I'm like, how did he make like it's it's insane how yeah. he can be running for his life. He throws he's almost like, you know, a very, very, very poor man's like Herbert or something. But um, no, I, I I think like on the right, like if you put him on the Saints or something like he might not be that bad. Like, really? Yeah, I really. don't think he is. But um, yeah, uh, I think Colts 49ers might be a, a, a game to look at. Obviously, yeah. Um, the Colts coming off of just thromping of the Texans uh, made it look easy. Um, but then you got the 49ers who are kind of in a position where they're, uh, they're, they're faltering as well. I mean, they, they're two and three. Um, and it, it, it's just, I think they're coming off a bye as well. Yeah, they had a bye last week too. So, 
Yeah, that'll that'll be to me. That's a little bit interesting. I mean, from from my uh, short term memory, Carson Wentz seems to never show up for primetime games. It seems like <laughs> almost every time it's a game that's on a Monday or Sunday night, it's just he'll. It might be close, but uh, you know, he just somehow finds a way to not win. I remember just two weeks ago when the you know I actually don't put that game on him, but um, that kicker for the Colts should have should have sealed it against the Ravens, but. Um, no, it's just it ha- I've seen it so many times, so wouldn't be surprised if the 49ers find a way to win at, at home. That's a hard place to play there in right. San Fran, and 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 yeah, that, that's the game to me. I mean, other than that, I think you know, if uh, Garoppolo is playing, I I don't, I don't, I don't, I'll look at I'll look that up quick. You keep you keep going, I think, because that will the 49ers are favored by four points, I think, but. I know they had a bye last week. I just didn't know the – I would assume if they're favored. But, I mean, I, I can't imagine, you know, Trey Lance going into a primetime game. Like, they're they're going to have that team – I know that team is much more than just the quarterback position, especially, you know, with Garoppolo, you know, playing like shit last year but and being hurt all the time. But um, I'd have to assume that, you know, they're probably going to be favored by more if uh, Garoppolo's in there. I think he is. I'm pretty. I'm almost sure. I'm reading up on it. I think he at least addressed. Oh yeah, it says he's coming back. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm like the most anti Jimmy G fan of all time. I think I'd I'd probably take Daniel Jones over Jimmy G and like Bill. So would I. But yeah, man. uh, I don't know. Take Joe Flacco over Jimmy Garoppolo right now. Hmm. I'd take Minshew over him. Definitely Minshew. Minshew slept on. He's on. He's he's on the Eagles, right? Minshew. Yeah, third, third, or yeah, technically, I I think he's still third string. Damn, free Minshew. I mean, Jalen Hurts got loose. Jalen Hurts got to play better. No matter what the play calling is, you gotta gotta play better. So you know that's something to at least watch. I would say. I think Bengals Ravens might be a close game only because division. I mean, I I still think the Bengals are are one of those like four and two teams that are like. I don't really believe in it. Um, I just think their coach is not good enough, to be honest with you. I think he's had many flaw, like many uh, head scratching decisions I've seen him make, and I'm like, right. I, I just don't see it sustainable. I, I hope and pray to God. I'm a huge Joe Burrow fan. I, I hope he stays healthy. I think he's a a cool kid for sure. He, he's just calm, cool, collected all the time. He's I, there's not much to not like about the kid. It's just. Can he stay healthy? Obviously, with with that ACL last year, and I mean he's poised, man. Like you come back off a of rookie season tearing your ACL, and they're four and two. Like that's yeah, something to be said for that for that team, and 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 for him especially. It's just kid kid has all the talent in the world. Um, it's just you know it's the Bengals. I I'm not a huge believer, but I think really this week the 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 main thing is there, there's a lot of like shitty games i'll say i'll i'll, I'll come out and say <laughs> I mean, yeah there's so many it's like washington and packers i mean the packers probably roll them over pretty easily you got rams and lions that's like jets patriots time. i don't know man don't 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 count your jets out uh yeah i mean don't do it coming off a of bye week uh Corey Davis's quote is saying the offense, quote unquote, figured out a lot of things during the bye week. I have no idea what that means. Maybe they figured out how to play football. Maybe he figured out how to personally catch the ball. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Boom. You never know. You truly never know which team you're going to get. I mean, they've only team in the league to not score any points in their first quarter. They come out like dog shit every single week. And uh, I don't know. I, I think they. I think they have a chance. I, I don't think they're going to get blown out like they did. The first time they played the Patriots, I think Zach Wilson, you know, he obviously threw four picks in that game. I, I think, you know, seeing them a second time, you know, believe it or not, might might be more beneficial than than not against this team. Um, and if you know they're playing, they're playing. I think they're playing at home actually. No, they're playing in New England. So um, if they can, you know, hold their own and and kind of you know do some things, I, I don't hate the Jets in this game actually. Yeah, I think I think the Patriots probably win this only like if they would have won last week against Dallas, I think you'd have a better chance. But now, I think Belichick's probably raging all week and and throwing binders across the the uh, conference room. And you know, I mean, I I think like Belichick's not used to being in this position, so 
Uh, unfortunately for the Jets, I think he's going to be like, you know, either win or something extremely bad is going to happen to, to somebody in that locker room as far as like, uh, I mean, you're two and four and you're the Patriots. It's just like unheard of. But I, I sure ho- I hope the Jets make it a game. I mean, hell, I hope the Jets win, obviously. But um, it's just going to be extremely tough against. I mean, that defense, they control Dak and all those weapons, you know, for pretty much four quarters. So it's going to be tough. I hope the Jets can find a way to like run the ball effectively. If they can find a way to do that, I think that would be crucial. Yeah, I mean that's the problem. The the uh, the running game is the weakest part of the offense. So <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe you go you go bring like uh, you know find Darren McFadden or, or just bring somebody off the street. That's a name. <laughs> See, that's uh, a name. Marco Murray. I don't. I don't just just do Raiders it. Raiders running backs. <laughs> Dude, just call call up the Ravens and be like, you know, how what what how can we just find these guys that are effective? I don't know if it's the Lamar effect or the offensive line or what, but they they just pluck people out of nowhere and they they find a way. So I, if they can do that, I think they 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 make it a, a game. I, I just hope Zach Wilson can look sharp. I I like the kid as well. Um, so it's all just, I care about as long as he looks good, I'm I'm okay with it. I hope he doesn't get like murdered. Um, you know by getting sacked and thrown all around the field either because God knows what the Patriots will scheme up on defense. And once again, I mean, it is a young quarterback in his first year. It's just right. that defense is, is is pretty damn tight and, and pretty damn good. So it'll be tough, but uh, I just hope they make it a game. And, and I'd love to see the Jets win, obviously, uh, for multiple reasons, but especially because it's the Pats. Yeah, no, me too. And, and I'd love to see the Eagles take it to Derek Carr and the Raiders just because – Derek Carr is, was, always will be, always has been, bona fide scrub. Uh, that team's obviously going through some off the field, I guess it's kind of both, uh, adversity, for lack of a better term. John Gruden's out. They have Rich Passaccia. I think he, that's how you pronounce it. He's got the uh, nailed it. tearaway glasses um, that he puts down and wears on his chest when he doesn't wear his glasses, which is kind of funny. But that team had a big win last week um, against the Broncos, so – you know, who really know who knows what, you know, how prep is like different for them. Um, maybe last week you could chalk it up to just everyone in the room coming together as one, uniting under a common cause and, and taking care of business against Denver. But um, it seems as if the Eagles, you know, played decently, I guess, towards the end of that game, played well, obviously, the week before. Like, I feel like you guys have a pretty decent shot coming to this game. See, I wish I, I, I kind of wish I felt the same way. <laughs> I've I've seen the Raiders like on when the Raiders are on all cylinders, like that is a pretty damn good team. Um, it's but just, they are rarely like often not on all cylinders. Yeah, all cylinders. Almost like they remind me of like how the Buccaneers were with Jameis. Like you're like, wow, this team could be pretty good. And then like they just find a way not to be. So, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It, it's a road game. It's it's in Vegas. That would be kind of cool to see. I, I saw the, the, the opening night Raiders game. Uh, that stadium is, is just awesome, um, but I, I don't know. I don't, obviously, I, I hope we run the ball. I hope we at least attempt to run the ball. I've said that for now six weeks, going on seven, so um, not much has changed uh, up to this point, but we'll see. We'll see how the defense holds up. Um, I thought the defense played absolutely horrible against Tom Brady. I mean, it's Tom Brady, <laughs> but um, there are guys like in Troy Aikman and, and – and the crew were even saying, like, those guys are playing, like, five yards off the receiver every play. Like, you watch. Yeah. I was watching the the uh, Patriots-Dallas game. Like, those those Patriots DBs are, like, glued to every yeah. single Dallas receiver. Like, why give a team free yards all the time? Like, I, I, I'll never understand it. It was almost, like, the same way when we had uh, uh, our last defensive coordinator. I, I, I couldn't remember one name today if I tried. Uh, <laughs> But it was, uh, it was Doug Peterson. He was the offensive coordinator, the head coach, and defensive coordinator as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just – we'll see. I'm optimistic. I'm, you might not be, but I'm optimistic. I, I think uh, – where is this Where's this game being played? Yeah, oh, it's, in, at, it's in Vegas. They're favored yeah. by three points. Uh, I, like the, I like the Eagles here. I think, I think Jalen Hurts is a dome quarterback. Obviously took it to Falcons week one in a dome, so – I'm going to rest on that take. Uh, I don't have much other analysis there, but 
I, I like the Eagles in this game. If we were at home, yeah, I'd feel a lot better. But hey, fair Grant, enough. Maybe, maybe it's maybe it is the dome effect. Maybe that's all we need. Maybe that maybe we should build our stadium to be a dome, and and that'll fit Jalen Hurts's uh, place. You know, play better. Yeah, Whatever. exactly. All right, um, let's get to couple picks of the week, um, and then we will dive into some baseball, maybe get to some basketball hockey before we close things out today. But, Aaron, why don't you give us two to three picks that you feel comfortable with? Obviously, you mentioned a lot of piss-poor games this week, but uh, we're still going to keep plugging away with our picks, coming off some good records we feel great about. So um, what, what, are the, what do you have for the people this week? Yeah, I think um... – Really, if you're just looking to to maximize, you know, just a, a basically a guarantee. Uh, I think you take, you probably take the uh, the Rams or the Lions. I don't even know what the spreads at. I'm Fifteen. Oh, see now, now. two touchdowns, dude. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like so disrespectful. I'll I'll say this. Um, there's not many spreads like that in the NFL. Like if you look at it week to week, um, but. I think you make a case here only because Sean McVay knows Jared Goff better than yeah, Jared, Goff, Jared Goff. So that's true. <laughs> uh, he's probably like, Oh my God, I'm going to have a field day with this guy because he basically had to run like the audibles for him and basically hold his hand through the offense when he was right. on the, uh, the Rams. So maybe that is a, a safe pick. Uh, I'd probably just take him at like between seven and 10. You could probably take him at, at, at ten, and you be you you can bank it. Yeah, like minus three fifty, probably. Hey, I'm just, I'm just take take your take your ten dollars. The farm on ten points. I would do that. That's yeah. Smart. Shit, maybe I, if I was balling, I'd probably put on like hundred grand on that. I I just feel so I feel confident that that that's oh. lock of the week. It's like putting money into a Coke stock. Like you're just it's just gonna it's gonna make you money. Um, I'm a Pepsi guy, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, so, so you have minus ten Rams. All right, I like that pick. What's your next yeah. one? No, let, let, let's let's hear. For, let's go back. Okay, I'm I'm all for it. I like it. All right, I'm gonna go Eagles plus three. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> I'm gonna do Eagles plus three. This uh, I might be we're crazy. Not, we're not. Might be a, I just don't like a lot of these games. Like I don't, you know, a lot of these games are high. I mean, high spreads like. You look at uh, Bears Bucks is a 12 and a half spread. You look at uh, Cardinals Texans 17 and a half spread. So <laughs> I'm going to keep it close to home. I'm going to go Eagles plus three on the road, taking care of business against a bona fide scrub. I think that locker room's in disarray in Las Vegas. And I think the Eagles are going to come in there and shock some people. So I'm going to go Eagles plus three. Love it. Taking I love the it. points. I think, uh, dude, a lot of these spreads this week are, are extremely wide. And brutal. Like, I think uh, I think tonight's spread's a little interesting. Oh, so that's why. See, I keep forgetting Baker's hurt. I, I can't. I would almost yeah tonight. Yeah, Thursday night's interesting. I would almost yeah. I would almost go Broncos, but again, I just I'm not confident probably, in that team. I'd probably take the under if I'm if I'm being honest. As far as like just a confidence pick, so I'll, I'll say this for my second. Second one, um, they have it over under 40 and a half. I'd take, I would murder the under on that because 40. Wow. That's a low total. I, I know. Yeah. And I, I think it, I think it will be, but um, I mean, what Br- Bridgewater is playing, I, I believe. Yeah. I mean, um, he's like not healthy, like fully healthy though. Yeah. I think, I think both teams run the ball. I mean, it's, we're getting to the time of the year where it's starting to get chillier outside as well. It's in Cleveland. It's, you know, if it's even remotely cold here or in the Northeast, it's always cold there. So, um, yeah, I, I think taking the under might be a safe pick here only because I think Cleveland's pretty much only going to run the ball. Um, right. For them, I would think so with, with who they have in the backfield. I, that's what I would try and do, at least uh, try to establish that. So, uh, and then, you, you like you say, uh, Bridgewater is banged up. I think I'd just take the under. I think um, – I wouldn't be surprised if the Broncos win this game, though. I, w- I really would not be surprised. Um, but I-, I say take the under on the points. I like it. I'm going to follow your lead again. I'm going to go opposite end of the spectrum. I'm going to do the over on Chiefs-Titans. Um, it's obviously pretty high. It's right now it's 57.5, which is like 
brutal. Um, yeah. Basically banking on each team to score a 30. But these defenses are both, like, crap. Uh, the Bills just put up 30 on, on the Titans. I think the Chiefs ob- arguably have a better offense than them, can do the same thing. And the Chiefs are letting in – letting you know, they can't even stop nosebleeds to – Quote Bart Scott's a turnstile there with his defense. Um, I'm hesitant to pick the game like via the spread or straight up, so I'm just going to take the over at 57 and a half. Um, it's played in Nashville, so I'm hoping it's going to be decent weather. If it was in Kansas City, like you said, there's a lot of fall foliage going around the country. Um, obviously, a colder climate there, but uh, I think Nissan Stadium in Nashville, a lot of points, two bad defenses. Uh, I'm going to go with the over in, in uh, Chiefs-Titans. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I that's a lot of points, man. It, it's a lot definitely, of points. It, it's doable though. It's 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 doable. It just, I think it really depends on if the Titans like have long, super long drives and they just pound the ball with Henry. I don't. Right. I'm not sure, but he could definitely get loose too. And, and you know the Chiefs can put up points, so I I see I see why you why you go there. Um, it's a, it's a but, game where the over is going to be dead, and you're going to know like the first ten minutes of the game. Like either no points are being scored or like every point's being you're just gonna know. Yeah. No, right it's, off the bat. I definitely see it though. I mean, I, I see why you why you why you go there. Um I'll I'll do for the for the last one, I'll, I'll go. I mean, this, this is it's kind of too much of a safe pick. I don't know if I want to do this for for the people. It's like do it. Uh I, I'll say I'll say Washington football team. Uh I'll say Washington football team, I'll take them at the plus seven and a half. I, I think wow. they lose by by eight, um, or by by seven and a half, or right along, right right around there uh, is appropriate. I would say. I, I think the Packers coming off the a game where where Aaron Rodgers and excuse my French, he said, "I fucking own you." Like, uh, yeah. I think he's he's gonna be <laughs> fired up again. Maybe he'll. Uh, He'll run over to Ron Rivera and say those exact words too. I mean, that would be savage. I don't know why he would do that, but you know, it's Aaron Rodgers at the end of the day. I think uh, Green Bay rolls the Washington football team at home. I don't think it's even a question. Um, and yeah, I take uh, take him on the spread right there. I, yeah, that's that's an interesting. I would almost, I'd probably take Packers there, but. Uh, they, I mean, the Packers are, have been inconsistent. They are five and one, but in terms of like the spread, they've been pretty inconsistent. Um, yeah, I like the boldness. Taylor Heineke in a bounce back. Yeah, you're obviously not picking them to win. You're just picking them to lose by less than seven. So, um, for those who aren't aware of of what spreads are, but I'm sure everyone is <laughs> at this point. Um, yeah, I was gonna pick that game. I can't. I don't even know where to go now. I'm, I might go. Oh, the Ravens coming off a big win. You could do I I the Ravens man I, I seriously I would almost bet on them every week right now like I, I think I'm gonna go Ravens minus six and a half I'm gonna do that uh, to win in uh, against the uh, Bengals by a touchdown I'm gonna do that um, I don't love like that I don't love favorites who are who are you know right around a touchdown or higher but unless it's like you know absolute mismatch but uh, I think these two are close enough where the spread should almost be like around three uh maybe three to four ish but like anything over four obviously you're, you're basically looking at a touchdown unless something weird happens um but yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go ravens there i, I just think that the last week's game was so impressive we talked about it at length earlier them taking it to the chargers obviously the chargers uh if the chargers were playing the Bengals this week i would pick the chargers no matter what so um for them to to go in you know they're at home uh you know them in, in baltimore is obviously a scary task for Joe Burrow and that team. And I think John Harbaugh is going to outcoach um, Zach Taylor, no matter what, every day of the week and twice on Sundays. Um, we talked about Zach Taylor a little bit earlier. So uh, yeah, I'm going to go Ravens minus six and a half. I don't love that pick, but I'm going to do it. Um, so to recap, Aaron has Rams minus 10, the under uh, 40 and a half Cleveland, Denver, and then Washington plus seven and a half. Uh, the Eagles plus three, the over in the Chiefs Titans 57 and a half, and then the Baltimore Ravens minus six and a half against the Bengals. Um, yeah, lock those in, make some free money, and uh we'll head into week eight. Yeah, I'm I'm always like I get that I get that confused for whatever reason when I'll do a plus. Like I, I usually always do minuses because I'm just like to stay within a touchdown. I I'm like already thinking like, yeah, it's probably not gonna happen. So <laughs> 
Uh, it's already locked in, though. It's too late. You know what I mean? I can't, can't take it the, back. The, the slip has been placed, folks. That's <laughs> been placed. That's are closed. They're closed. Um, awesome. Before we close out, wrap up, let's get to some baseball talk. Thrilling ALCS game last night. Uh, I mean, this series sucks for me, you know, as a Yankees fan. I obviously hate both Boston and, and Houston, but, um, you know, I think at the beginning of the series when, when Boston had a, a prime opportunity to go up three to one, um, kind of flipped the script a little bit. The Astros did, and they're now up three, two, um, very good game last night. I mean, Chris sale pitched five good innings, you could say, and then obviously let up six runs in the six. It wasn't just him, but the guy Brazier came in after him, obviously let up a few runs there too. So they're going back to Houston Friday night. Um, uh, Eovaldi's pitching for, for the Red Sox. So I guess they're hoping that's a bounce back game, but, uh, this series has been somewhat of a roller coaster. The Braves Dodgers series has been a little bit different, um, as I mentioned, you could argue that, that uh, you know, when, when Boston's bats were alive at the beginning of the series, everyone and their mother um, thought that Boston was going to wrap up this series quick. Um, but like I said, Astros have kind of come back, changed things a little bit. Um, their pitching is now kind of rested at the, at the beginning of the series. Even when the, the Astros were losing by six runs, they still needed their starters to go, you know, at least six innings because they had no other arms to turn to. Um, that game last night um, was phenomenal. Their starter goes, I believe it was seven innings. Um, of one or two run baseball. I think the only, the only run he gave up personally was that home run to Devers there in the seventh inning. So minimal damage from, from the Red Sox bats last night. But um, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm somewhat rooting for the Astros, even though it's tough to root for them. I'm rooting for whoever comes out of the Braves Dodgers series in the finals, but um, yeah, great game last night. And, and hopefully we get some, some more good baseball this weekend. Yeah. No, that uh, that Houston Houston Red Sox series has been uh, everything I think fans wanted it to be as far as just dramatic. Uh, a lot of these games have been high scoring. Um, Houston, like basically scoring nine runs the last two games uh, and then the Red Sox exploding for 12 the game before. So, um, yeah, definitely, definitely a good series. I think I think Houston's probably the better team top to bottom, like pitching every, everything. Uh, considered so I, I still think Houston probably hangs on and wins that series they might you know it might go to game seven but I just I think Houston at least uh, pulls through the shocker to me is definitely uh, Atlanta it's I, I love to see it actually like I um, you know I'm just kind of tired of the Dodgers being in the mix every year so there's that oddball team um, Freddie Freeman is raking right now oh yeah um Guys, just ever since the all-star break has been on a tear. Um, and it's just surprising to me that that obviously the Braves are having the success that they are against this this Dodgers team. I mean, this Dodgers team is absolutely loaded top to bottom pitching. I mean, it's just it's it's quite quite crazy to think that Atlanta is up three games to one. Um, but you know, it's not over till it's over. I wouldn't say the Dodgers are are dead in the water yet, just because it is the Dodgers we're talking about, but, um, yeah, it, it's, it's quite the storyline that Atlanta has made it this, this far. I did not at all anticipate that. NL East man, NL beast. Um, yeah, the Dodgers and, and Braves play Thursday night. Um, so, you know, if Atlanta pulls this one off, they could have a nice long break on going into the world series. Um, Justin Turner has a, has a hammy, Hammy injury. He's out for the rest of the postseason. Obviously, led that team in, in batting average this season. So that's a tough loss. Muncy's banged up. Bellinger's been banged up. Obviously, of the injury to Kershaw. So I, if that team's at full strength, that you know, I'd have to think it's a much different story. But um, just kind of shows how tough it is to repeat. Obviously, last year was a, was a shortened season, and um, they had some they had a quick turnaround. Um, but yeah, that game Thursday night. Tonight, if you're listening to this Thursday, um, you know, obviously going to be a, a good game. I don't think the Dodgers have announced their pitcher yet, but, um, you know, I, I'd probably pick. I mean, even though the Dodgers are at home here, I'd probably pick the Braves to close it out just because of how banged up um, L.A. is. But, yeah, should be a good one. And then Friday night, obviously, like I said, we have uh, in, in Houston, you know, Evaldi pitching for the Red Sox. I'm not sure who's pitching for the Astros yet, but should be two good games to, to most likely or – or hopefully close out the, the CSs or the LCSs, as they say. <laughs> I wonder, uh, like, at the beginning of the year, if you put even, like, $10 on the Braves, like, coming out, if you can do that, coming out of, like, 
the National League to, you know, to represent the National League in the World Series. Like, what is that return? It's got to be insane. $11. You heard it here. <laughs> you heard it here. Probably $11,000 if we're being real. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it just goes to show. I mean, I wouldn't have thought the Red Sox or Astros would have made it. I mean, I, I think you have to assume the Dodgers would be this far, but um yeah if you would have told me those three teams would be here i would have said you were stupid so just goes to show you how how on top of things we are here at over at uh, brilliana sports <laughs> uh awesome let's finish up with some basketball talk obviously the season opened up uh this week um obviously having some thrilling games already with uh, the knicks taking out the celtics and double ot at the garden the real garden there at msg uh Ironically enough, the Celtics came, they scored like 10 points in 25 seconds um, to take it to overtime with a last second buzzer beater by Marcus Smart there. So if you would have told me that the Knicks would have won that game, I also would have said you were stupid. But D Rose playing hero ball at the end of double OT, taking it to the Celtics is always great to see. Um, ben Simmons and, and the Sixers, they obviously, the Sixers won that first game, but this guy is like turning into. I don't even know, like Kyrie Jr., maybe like an Antonio Brown type of guy, just wants nothing to do with the city of Philadelphia, wants nothing to do with his players. Uh, originally was going to hold out and just stay back in L.A. and just chill, but um, he came to practice. Uh, you know, was, There were some pictures of him practicing with his phone in his pocket. Not sure how that's possible um, and, and giving full effort there, but uh, I guess Doc Rivers told him to do a defensive drill. He said no. Doc Rivers said go home, and then Ben Simmons did. So I'm um, not sure where, where the trade market stands there for Ben Simmons. I'm sure teams are probably going to try to fleece the Sixers uh, since they know he obviously wants to leave. Um, but, again, it is, uh, it is an all-star and, and an all-pro caliber type player, so you really can't give him away for nothing um, or for peanuts. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. And, obviously, the Bucks had their championship unveiling against the Nets and Giannis again. Um, showing why he's one of the best players in the league taking it to the Nets. But, yeah, I'm excited for basketball. You know, I haven't gotten much into it yet. Um, I'm kind of in hockey mode right now. But, uh, yeah, it will certainly be fun as the, the regular season progresses. Yeah, I think, like like you touched on, the, uh, <clears throat> the Ben Simmons story is the biggest, I would say, by far. Um, guy is just an absolute crybaby, in my opinion. It's like you're pay- they, they give him a huge deal. He's paid to at the end of the day, like, you know, there, there's a guys like Rondo. Uh, you could make the case, even Lonzo now like shoots, but like Rondo for, for a while was like the facilitator and, and like the passer of the ball and, and things like that. The ending a good defender in his prime, but right. It's like, you know, they told him like, Hey, we need you to shoot. Hey, we need you to make free throws. And he like took it personally. It's like, dude, that's kind of your job is to be a basketball player. Like you're not a plumber. You're a basketball player. So I don't understand why, like, well, it's like, it's like asking a plumber to change a pipe or something. And he's like, nah, I'm not going to do that. Like, well, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll fix the sink, but I'm not going to change the plate, you know, the pipes or, so, you know, whatever, whatever it might be. But I don't know, man. He, he's, I, I kind of like when there was a whole storyline, he showed up at the Wells Fargo center, like out of nowhere. And he's like, I'm here basically. And I thought I was like, all right, man, maybe this guy like got his head on straight and at least he's going to, go about things the right way. It couldn't be further from the truth now, obviously. Um, and it's just, they're going to have to, like, they're going to have to pull the string and, and just trade him for some, I got just, I'd, I'd offer him for Derek Rose probably at this point. I mean, like, I don't know, man. You got to get that cancer out of your, your locker room. Derek Rose for Ben Simmons straight up. That would, uh, that'd be phenomenal. <laughs> maybe, maybe not, but, you know, obviously some other pieces. Derek but, Rose and seven first-round picks. I even like two I'd be like I mean that's fine and a big man like a, a somebody or a three-point shooter just somebody I don't, I don't know, know if New York could handle I don't know if Ben Simmons can handle New York oh that'll just make things 10 times worse for him yeah especially how I mean the Knicks fans are celebrating NBA championships after one regular season win <laughs> that's true the, the only other thing man is uh I'm looking at I just pulled the Sixers stat line insane to, to look at this is Danny Green had 19 minutes played. He had no rebounds, no assists, and no points. Like the goat. What did you? What? What did you? Do? <laughs> he, has been, he has had the weirdest career. I mean, sucked when he was on Cleveland. NBA All Star when he goes to San Antonio. Decent for a year on LA. Stinks the second year, and then you know somehow is is still terrible. Even though getting paid probably 20 million a year. Dude, it's 
when he was on the Spurs, I thought like, okay, this guy's like, he's like a six man to me. He's like, but he was like a solid six man. Like he can pop a three for you. Like, Should be a good six man. Yeah. Yeah. I think ever since he left, left the Spurs, like he has not been half of what he used to be. Like needs popping I back. Get, I don't know, man. He gets waxed on defense too. Like he gets. Yeah. He's horrible on defense. But yeah, other than that, I mean, I think the the Lakers, obviously, with the the firepower they have, I mean, it'll be a, a storyline to fo- to follow. And is is Russell gonna find a way to actually win? Like, unlike he's been able to his entire career. Probably not. Uh, it'll be interesting. I'll say that. I don't know. It, him, I think. Yeah, it's a it's a crazy team. It, it Carmelo, like it's Melo. Just, I think it, AD, obviously Westbrook, LeBron. I think Rondo's back on that team. Dwight, Dwight Howard. Howard, Jesus, yeah. yeah that Caruso's no longer there. Kuzma's no longer there. It's just like a new team. It feels like. I forgot Rondo was back there, man. That's actually like, yeah. as much as Rondo doesn't fill a stat sheet, like he is. He's. I'd. I'd use that guy. I would definitely. Yeah, I I'd, think. I think our, last year was like. One of the reasons they lost in the playoffs was because they didn't have him anymore. He's a, he's a very very smart player. Like I'll say that. He's just, yeah. Knows All right. Uh, you want to finish up with a hot with a hockey minute? Quick hockey talk. Dude, I, uh, I we should have let you do this earlier. <laughs> That's all good. Uh, the listeners don't want to hear this, but I'm gonna go ahead anyway. Uh, the <laughs> Rangers are a wagon. No, they're not a wagon. They're they're two one and one. Uh, we had a tough loss to the Capitals opening night, but uh. Took four points in, in uh, took four points out of a possible. I'm sorry, Jesus Christ. It's two, it's four <laughs> plus five, five points out of a possible six. That's quick math there. Uh, in our first four games, which is obvious, first three, Jesus Christ, four games, which is great. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you look around the league, obviously teams that you know, Rangers have played four games, a lot of teams have played three, some have played two. Uh, so you can't really. I guess get much from that. I mean, the, the Canadians all go to the basement here. The Canadian sitting at 0 and 4 is obviously tough. Uh, for those who don't know, um, Aaron, they were in the Stanley Cup finals last year. Uh, so starting that. off 0 and 4 is uh, obviously a tough look. Um, Seattle Kraken uh, playing their first action. They won 3 and 1. They played five games somehow, which is crazy. Uh, that team's going to suck this year, but um, <laughs> hey, they have sick uniforms and they're in Seattle and they're a new team. So it's exciting. Um, yeah, I mean the Rangers playing by far in the in the hardest division in the Metropolitan. You have Pittsburgh, Philly, Washington, Carolina, all of great teams. The Islanders are one and two right now, but they'll get some things going. So uh yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be an interesting season. I think obviously it's nice to kind of have a full season under our belt. Um, but yeah, the Rangers obviously with uh their firing of their front office last year, they brought in a lot of toughness this year. Uh they're expected to make the playoffs. Um if you ask me today, will they? I, I'd say maybe I'd say probably, probably they, they won't, but uh, you know, anything can happen with, with hockey. Like I said, we're four games in, you can't really glean much from the season so far, but um, I mean, your avalanches of the world, your blues, your Oilers, your Vegas Golden Knights, your Tampa Bay lightning, your capitals, your hurricanes, your Pittsburgh, all those teams last year that were good are continue are going to continue to be good this year. Um, Just a matter of teams like the Rangers, you know, teams on other divisions like the Leafs, uh, you know, Sharks, Ducks can make some noise and then challenge those top teams in the league. So I think it'll be a great season. Nonetheless, I'm going to pay attention to a lot of Rangers hockey this year um, and hopefully we can uh, squeak into playoffs. But we'll have updates kind of throughout, obviously not every week on this pod, but we'll certainly have random hockey updates, you know, for you guys and, and just kind of keep you on track with uh, where the NHL stands. Yeah, you know, the you know, I'm not gonna draw it out. You you know, hundred times more about hockey than I, I probably ever will. But uh, you know, what's interesting to me is like like Columbus, like there's a Columbus Blue Jacket, like there's all these like kind of random cities. Like, cities that I need. Yeah, I, I kind of yeah. like. I don't know. It's just so much more different than like you got the Pittsburghs of the world. Obviously, in, in most sports, they don't have basketball, but right. like Cleveland, that type of thing. But they have like Columbus. They have like what the feet phoenix coyotes yeah san jose uh, san jose yeah like yeah. carolina panthers i don't even know where exactly they're raleigh uh, i mean that's florida panthers uh hurricanes yeah, and, uh, carolina, yeah. calgary yeah there, there's just, but yeah i mean uh i for me I, I i tried to dial into hockey as much as i could last year um i think i don't know how it's going to shake out i don't know if the team's a lot different but the islanders to me were were very fun to watch last year so we'll see uh 
that's that's kind of something I'm I'm like monitoring. I know. Yeah, they, they got uh, they'll be they'll be unfortunately they'll be good. I hate the Islanders, but uh, they have most of their team Eight coming times. back. Um, last year they were captain Anders Lee towards ACL with probably like two months to play in the season. Um, so he's back in full strength. They have Zach Parise, former captain of the Devils, returns to his GM uh, Lou Lamarillo. So he's there on their third line. They just have solid depth their their top three lines are all phenomenal and then they're the fourth line who's just their energy line they call them the identity line they have uh they check they fight they hit and they can put in the occasional goal so they're always a tough team to play against their coach barry trotz um won a cup with the capitals he coached the predators for like 15 years um he always has that team going right so um you know you know starting off one and two obviously not where they wanted to be but um, last night, or maybe it was the night prior. Um, yeah, it was the night prior. They just beat uh, who they beat. They beat the Blackhawks four to one. So uh, that's probably a get right game for them. Uh, but yeah, it's it's fun to see. You know, hockey's back on ESPN. Um, hockey's back on TNT. So it's kind of fun to see some national coverage, some national buzz for the sport, um, at least so early on. Um, and ESPN Plus has all the hockey games, which you know, all the out of market games, which has been fun for me. Um, so it seems like there's like a renewed energy around um, around the NHL this year, which is always fun. Yeah, it'll it'll it's always uh, it's always interesting. And I always like really do try and pay attention to the playoffs, especially in, in hockey. I think I think hockey playoffs are up there for me with like baseball playoffs. Um, I, they're just super exciting, super like dramatic. So, yeah. And, and the and the Kraken being a new team, that's that's awesome. I love that. I love the I love the unis as well. So. Um, not that it's a big, you know, huge storyline, like who cares about their uniforms, that type of thing, but it's something to, something to be said that it's a brand new franchise and, and, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. I'll, I'll definitely try to keep up with it more. And, and I look forward to, you know, seeing what happens this year. Oh yeah. Big, big hockey podcast. We are, that's what we're probably known for, right? Not football <laughs> hockey. No, uh, only hockey. It's only, only, only hockey from here on out. Brutally honest hockey from here on out. Mm, I like that. <laughs> Uh, all right, Aaron, why don't we, uh, why don't take us home? What, what can the listeners look forward to this weekend? And, uh, hopefully we'll be back with two shows next week and our regularly scheduled programming. Apologies again for, for life getting in the way last week, but, uh, again, we are back on track. Yeah. Um, you know, pretty big, uh, college football weekend as well. We didn't even get to really touch on that. Um, so big 10, big 10 coming down to the wire in, in some aspects, there's going to be a lot of like, you know, these next couple of weeks are going to kind of tell you the picture of like the Michigans, the Ohio State, Penn State, Iowa, all those teams have a lot to play for right now. So that'll be interesting. Uh, NFL, obviously, and, and MLB playoffs, basketball, regular season, hockey. Like it's just, it, you know, you're overloaded. On. Everything's pretty much going on right, right at the time being. So, um, you know, try and check us out on, on Twitter. I would say really honest sports on Twitter. We try and throw us some, some, you know, funny gags i would say and, and things oh, yeah. that on there so yeah just uh you know just trying to bring you as much coverage as we can and, and you know we go where the wind takes us wherever the wind takes us take us home <laughs>